At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What can we say? Oh, we can say whatever the fuck we want to say. Okay, good. Yeah. Is this batshit crazy? The whole season. Oh, everything's batshit crazy. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. <laughs> um, so this is our Christmas week episode. <laughs> and um, as uh, luck would have it, um, Hannah Kawa is out sick. She does not have the Rona, but she has the thing where you can't talk. What's that called? Laryngitis? Yes, that. So she has a thing where she can't talk. She has no voice. So that makes bad for podcast hosting. So I wrangled in a guest host, and this is my best friend of 30 years, um, who is also a 90-day super fan, and um, her name is Larissa, not to be confused with Colt's Larissa. Colt's Larissa. Um, so Larissa is going to join me and, um, she's a super fan and we are going to be talking about the new season of before the 90 days. We've had two episodes so far and this shit is batshit crazy. And I'm here for every second of it. (laughs) God, aren't you lucky? I don't have laryngitis. (laughs) Maybe after about 10 minutes, you're going to wish I did. (laughs) Um, oh my God. Like, so let's let's start with the season so let's start with um where do we start where where the hell i mean it's just it's it's like an avalanche the snowball gets bigger the further it rolls down the hill are you which crazy do we want to start with let's start with um uh what's her name the the woman who is dating international superstar rap rap sensation um god help me um, so we have, um, what's her name? What's her real name? Kim. Kim. <laughs> That's it. Kim. <laughs> Kim, who is, um, says Usman is her soulmate, but then when the producers push her, she says, oh yeah, well, we're not really actually dating. You know, he says, he yeah. Didn't. So, so we get, we're starting to get the real story of what's happening here. <laughs> so what we know about Kim is that she lives in San Diego um she's got a mouth hole situation going on where she needs some like dental orthodontic work but whatever as far as i know she has all 10 toes so at least she's got a one up on um baby girl visa there however um what is interesting the lengths that tlc goes through to not uh, mention baby girl visa at all right like i know they cut ties with her after all of her problematic racist behavior so they completely cut ties with her so that's why they're not they even blur her face out when they're showing her and talking about her as his ex-wife as if it's not somebody we saw on her tv screens like as exactly ago. Exactly. and the other thing that we know about kim she's got an affinity for michael jackson oh, and um she has a tattoo with her own handwriting saying my michael <laughs> and she has his hat now i'm not gonna like I want to say I'm not going to be judgmental about someone's like weird fandom, but I'm going to be judgmental. About oh, come fandom. on. <laughs> we can't not be. Okay. This is like weird, weird, weird. Okay. This is like not even in the stratosphere of, okay, I've got a mad crazy crush on Matthew McConaughey or somebody. This is like really weird. <laughs> um, and you know, I mean, I've been to Nigeria and I can 100% tell you he wants to be a superstar in America. And the only way he's going to get there is on the arm of an American woman. And the only American women crazy enough to do this are the ones desperate enough to believe that Usman is going to find her attractive, you know? Uh, 
<laughs> That's the other, um, this is the other awesome thing about um, Larissa or Father Larissa. As, um, uh, she got ordained the night before my wedding because we almost didn't have a, um, a, a, a someone to marry us. So she got ordained. I pull up in the driveway with a <laughs> uh, with, uh, bridesmaid dress nightmare in my backseat. <laughs> And you tell me our minister isn't going to show up. I don't even know if we're going to have a wedding. And I say, oh, I'll just get ordained. So we got this. Anyway, so she's Father Larissa. So I can baptize, I can marry, and I can marry people now. (laughs) You have traveled the world extensively. So you've been to like all of these places that these people on the show have been, which makes you (laughs) fabulous to talk this over with because you actually know all these things. Now, when you were in Nigeria, did Mm -hmm. you, were you graced with the presence of international rap superstar Soja Boy? Oh, hell no. But let me tell you, first of all, there are, these are a dime a dozen, the wannabes. And every country has their list of those who are up and coming stars in their countries. And they by no means equate to American talent. You know, they'll never be American superstars, no matter how much they want to be, because their top talent, their, their mediocre talent everywhere else, and not through fault of their own, but largely because they don't have access to the resources, the, you know, the sophisticated recording equipment, the voice coaching throughout their years to get them where American superstars, you know, everything they have to go to to reach their level of success. So it's not necessarily their fault. You know, a good friend of mine is a bright young, he's like the number one rapper in Liberia. And and I met him when I was there many years ago when we went with Akon for an event that we were doing. This is back when I was living in the Middle East. And, you know, he's Christoph the Change. He has decidedly more talent and he has performed all over America. He's been on a tour here and so forth than Soja Boy. So he's just deliberately looking for an American who will help him get to, you know, pull in new york harbor and see the statue of liberty that's what he wants <laughs> yeah so so kim oh bless her kim heart. god help her bless oh her my. heart <laughs> you live in the I, honest honestly <laughs> god i don't think they have condoms in a suitcase that they're going to use 100 <laughs> percent. well we see previews where She's saying, like, why won't you sleep with me? <laughs> well, yeah. and here's the other thing. So they give us this package. I think this was in the second episode. They give us the package from Usman's point of view where he says, while he's talking to Kim, he's also talking to this other woman. I forget her name, but um, he had to, like, end that because she got too jealous of Usman's female fans, which is, like, he has a huge mm-hmm. female fan base to be jealous God. about. But Okay. So, and they showed her picture and she was gorgeous. She was hot. Like there's people like that look like that interested in Usman, but he's 100% going, there are, but, he but he's going after this. Yeah. This? I don't know. It's like, great storyline. You know, it's going to keep people interested in watching the crazy, this special <laughs> brand of crazy, you know, you put Usman with a hot girl. You know, there's no story in that because that's what we all expect. You know, no one's going to really tune in to see that. They want to see beauty is only a light switch away coming together. (laughs) But, you know, you apparently won't sleep with her and they're having separate hotel rooms. And and I think this is my shock face. Right. So (laughs) I think this whole thing fell together with, you know, she's talking about how much she like loves him and wants to see him. I don't know, whatever. Um, and he's saying he's going to be in wherever they are. Where are they going? Tanzania? They're going to Tanzania, to Zanzibar, which truly is like paradise. That's like oh, okay. the paradise of Africa. Oh, nice. The beaches in Zanzibar are gorgeous. Nice. Um, so he he probably said, and then correct me if I'm wrong or if you disagree, but he probably said he's going to be there filming a video. And she says, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to meet you there. And she makes it sound like, oh, we're we're doing this like, together where he and he's probably like well okay fine come if you want I guess <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know um oh my god so um 
But you, we, what we all have to remember is they're getting compensated. So if yeah, they, but TLC doesn't pay that much. But you know, well, let me tell you about Nigeria. You know, you drive down the streets and there's kids selling a stick of gum out of a pack because that's how they make money. And I mean, they don't have any money. It is so, so unfortunately poor. And we can't even wrap our heads around just how poor it is. So, you know, whatever TLC is paying is a freaking fortune to, right. to those and in so- Nigeria. Like we know that when we're watching like regular 90, um, 90 day fiance and the foreigner comes over to the United States mm-hmm. for the time that they're in the United States, they don't get paid because they cannot legally work in the United States. But for before the 90 days, they're filming in their own country, so they can get paid. Um, so I just want to clear that up. So they do they can get paid and they do get paid, um, just not very much. I mean. And maybe inflation has caught up a little bit, but I mean, we're talking like a thousand dollars an episode, maybe 2000, if you're, you know, somebody like Paul who brings in, you know, entertainment, um, or, you know, Usman is probably bringing in more since this is the second season and they know there's some entertainment value there. Although I know a lot of people who are just fast forwarding through this because we're so tired of seeing the repeat, you know, couples that they, um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> hey fraudcasters everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge i know i've always had problems with it whether it was the fit or the quality luckily the perfect t-shirt does exist and you can find it at skims the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra now i have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra from either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees there's a style for everyone my cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me and it's not going to fit right and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. You can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small up to 4X. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu. So we're two episodes in, and what do you predict? I want to hear what what predictions we may have for Usman and Kim. No way they're going anywhere near a bed. (laughs) Not unless there's like a lot of alcohol and you put the straw directly in the bottle first i mean it's like crazy i i don't see that happening at all right i think they'll drag this out for a while but in the end this is going to fizzle out and go nowhere nice nice yeah I, I i would agree i would tend to agree um another another couple let's see um <laughs> I'll just go to the, I'm just, I'm looking through like the cast list. <laughs> we'll go with what I'm logged in today as Gino's hat. Now, Gino, <laughs> Gino, oh, oh God, Gino. Gino, God help me. Oh, so Gino, Gino, Gino is the guy that never takes off his hat and he has the um, serial killer laugh and he has oh, God, the yeah. garbage can full of Marie Callender's boxes um, or whatever it is. He reminds me, and I've posted this already. He reminds me of 401k Larry from when Larry of Larry and Jenny. And see, now you have to bear with me because did you see that a lot of these earlier seasons? I was living in Dubai and I couldn't get this wasn't televised over there. Right. So a lot of the earlier seasons I didn't see. Wow. Okay. So, so I've seen the last two seasons. I'm tired of a lot of the characters that have been there. But. So as a refresher, 401k Larry is, um, he's from Florida because of 
fucking course. He's fucking he's the one that cashed in his 401k, right? Yeah, that's why I call him 401k lawyer. Yeah, see, I used to like follow you and what you were saying, and I had no idea who they were, but I, I it was almost more entertaining to watch the show through your eyes than to actually watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he um went to he cashes 401k from his work at mcdonald's um and went to go see jenny that he, he met on filipino cupid um and he went over to the philippines and god bless her heart and they they set up this big picnic for him like a like this um big barbecue thing for him to to celebrate to welcome him and um they got a big huge roast pig lechon I can never pronounce uh-huh. it right. Yeah. And um, which I don't know about you, but it looked really good to me, but he wouldn't eat it because it would give him the diarrheas. That's what he says. Oh, Legit. God, that's what I'm he healthy. says. I have a screen grab of it <laughs> of my Instagram right now. Um, and it was how rude he was and, you know, all stuff, you know, just as an update, Larry and Jenny are living in an RV in a 55 and up RV community. In Florida. In Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see I, fo- I still follow along still, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> so gino reminds me a lot of larry anyway so gino is 51 years old and he is um seen uh what's her name what's the name of the i never remember her jasmine name. jasmine stage five um jealous rage yep like that is not a normal situation um if you were gonna do like an adult rendition of what's the disney movie with that jasmine and the the guy who aladdin? flies on the carpet aladdin oh. <laughs> the guy who flies on the carpet <laughs> <laughs> if you were gonna do like the adult version she'd be the perfect jasmine for that <laughs> like the triple x you know oh my um, god your cast i want to keep saying king arthur what was the guy that flew on the car aladdin Jafar, C-R-A. King Jafar. No, that's Lion King. God, got me on. Oh, all right, sorry. Movies. Anyway, I digress. Back to this. <laughs> Back to this so, train wreck. <laughs> Jasmine is got this jealousy um, rage about her, where she makes him tell her where she, where he's going, what he's doing, makes her FaceTime, yep. makes him FaceTime. Oh yeah, won't let him talk Crazy. to other girls. We see previews him like be nice to the waitress and her getting all pissed off. What is so fascinating about this is other than the fact that she's like batshit crazy, clearly, totally. is is I want to say, like, have you seen him? Have you seen what he looks like? Like, he's the women aren't lining up to steal your man. And when she asked to see his teeth and he like, you know, like busts out <laughs> these like big yellow choppers. I'm like thinking that would be like, for me, that would be like end of game. I'm out. You know, I just couldn't bring myself. There's no light switch in the world that would make me want to want to kiss that. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a mouthful situation too. Yeah. Um, And his laugh, the laugh, the maniacal laugh, I swear. (laughs) It's like, if you have like this fear of clowns or you have the fear of the basement, like I did after watching The Shining in the 80s, you know, put his laugh in it. If you put that in a modern day horror movie, that would be the like cult thing. So you have, you've now cast him in a horror movie and her in porn, in the porn version of the porn. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Excellent. No, you're 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 perfect fit for this podcast <laughs> to replace Anacala for the for the for the week. Um, the the second episode of this has of of this couple has the meeting in um, well she's in Panama, right? So there, so has him going to Panama, and he has this gift for her, which he didn't wrap, but he did put a bow on like a sticky one of those sticky bows and gives her an electric toothbrush now of course this brought back memories of ed giving Mm -hmm. um rose the toothbrush but the difference in that scenario was he had already been with her and the reason why he was giving it to her was because she had bad breath yeah according to ed yeah, bad then, choice of gift in either scenario. Right, but at least there was something a basis for it when Big Ed did it. This one is just, are you fucking kidding me, dude? You don't give a woman a toothbrush, an electric I toothbrush. Mean, are now, you kidding I, me? I have not been to Panama. 
it is a third world country but do you think hey, our city is pretty pretty sophisticated city it's not so they're gonna have electric toothbrushes yeah of course absolutely this is this is where this like white knight american you know whatever it's called right where where the, the american thinks that they're like the savior right and then no other country compares to america so he's he even said i'm giving her this because they probably don't have them in panama she can walk down to the corner store and buy her pregnancy test and her electric toothbrush. <laughs> and pregnancy test no reminded me of, about it. <laughs> of Paul and Karini when he oh. forced her to take a STD and pregnancy test before he would sleep with her. Um, what's interesting about that too is, well, who brings him out before anything's even happened? Hey, I have pregnancy. Test. Like, had they discussed this? Clearly not because she's on birth control, she's which, on is birth her control. Secret, which is her yeah. secret. She's not telling him. So this has like all the promise of just being this massive dumpster fire that's going to explode on screen. And I cannot wait. I'm here for it. Um, oh, it's going to be good. I mean, <laughs> there's, well, if he survives because she's going to break him and he's going to have, you know, like eight hours of staying power so i i honestly <laughs> has all that see, fake viagra i honestly don't see gino with his marie calendar body being able to hang with jasmine i mean now do you think he's the guy who wants her to step on his balls with her stiletto I don't know that he's sophisticated enough to get that deep into <laughs> into to the world of crazy weird fetishes i think if he's got them they're just like really ultra normal like just you know, like have having sex and something other than missionary position exactly exactly <laughs> exactly oh my god you know and i mean i think his world would be rocked if he found a woman who could suck start a harley that would be all he would need for the rest of his life um, I think his world would be rocked if he find a woman. Yeah, I mean, well, I clearly <laughs> and, and a sentence there. What do you think she sees in him? America. No. no actually, no. I, and, and that's the typical answer that everyone would say. But Panama, I mean, she's I don't not see doing that, that with her. I mean, maybe yeah, she doesn't no, want a green card, but I you know, I think he's it, well, we don't know what her circumstances are because we haven't I mean we don't go that deep into, you know, what does she do, where does she live, what does her house look like, what are her We know she has two kids that are not are not living. But they're not with her. With her. She's like the Larissa yeah. of this season. Not this Larissa, the no, other Larissa. Your father Larissa. <laughs> I'm talking about Colty's Larissa. Larissa. But, you know, I mean, she gets everything that she wants out of him. I mean, she can milk him for anything because all she's going to have to do is threaten to step away from him. And he will he will make the sun rise and set to give her whatever it is that she wants. True. He did. He has given her a lot of money. He has a lot. He seems to have a decent amount of money. But she knows that. Right. And he's giving it to her for her her lips and her, all, her, yep. all her things, which, you know, go her. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm not I ain't going to I ain't going to drag her for that. Um, you know who I am going to drag, though? Um, this what's her name? Memphis. Oh God, Memphis. Memphis is the girl who on paper you would think is smart because she's a nurse practitioner. So she's obviously book smart. Um, she's got two kids, um, one from like a late, like a long time ago relationship that kids older, and then one from like a marriage, I think. I think she was married to the dad. Um, and she's got a good co-parenting relationship with him. Um, apparently he's got the kids while she's going off to um Tunisia is that where she's yep. going she's going to Tunisia uh, and um <laughs> so she keeps talking about wanting a new father figure for her kids which is where I go off the rails with her because she's probably already got her kids calling this dude daddy she's never met this guy she's already planning on marrying him the second week that she's there oh my god this is this is this is this is the biggest train wreck of the season coming now, right here what i want from you um having lived in the middle east as long as you have muslim countries this you know he's obviously muslim muslim country all of that stuff 
So I forget his name. Hamza. Um, okay. And he, um, she like FaceTimes him or whatever while she's like in the shower and everything. Yeah, so she's showing a big non-starter. That's not going anywhere. I mean, he, he is he, never going to marry that. His family would never allow him to marry that. So, so there's the, the men who, um, despite being Muslim, they go, they, they break all these Muslim um, tenants, right? Yeah, they they are, have sex and they do all exactly. this stuff, but they're not going to marry that girl. No way. They're, no they're going to do that with, with other girls. And then they're going to marry the pure girl because absolutely that's how they, that's how they roll over there. Yep. Absolutely. And of course, not all men don't, don't, don't come at me <laughs> with not all men guys. No, 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 no. I mean, it's, it's like anything. So it's gross generalizations here. And, you know, we're, we're making these, these statements knowing that it's not everybody, but you know, there are an awful lot of them there. And you know, she she has not taken any time to even get to know what kind of a culture she would be marrying into. She has no clue. Right, None. right. I you mean, can tell by the way she talks about it. She thinks she she's going to get a hot husband from overseas and that it's just going to be, you know, she's going to have the, the house, the, the picket fence, you know, a dad for her kids, and it's going to be a normal life. She has no idea what marrying you know, a traditional Arab Muslim is going to be like, and, and it's not going to be this, this, um, you know, typical American marriage. Like I think she's expecting to get out of this at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think it's important to know when we talk about like typical Muslim Arab, Arab Muslim men, we're talking about like, Yes, they do these things. They're not supposed to drink alcohol. They're not supposed to have premarital sex. They're not supposed supposed to do these things, but they do. Mm-hmm. And then they go on to, to 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 marry women who have not engaged in those things. Absolutely, um, they go on to the traditional marriage. So um, clearly, and he's not following a lot of it. If they marry outside of their culture, it's it's not the first wife. You know, and in, in um, you know, Muslim men can have up to four wives. Up and, to four. Interesting. Yes. And usually the the first wife is the one, I mean, that's more or less usually an arranged marriage, or they know who it is from within the community, the culture, you know, sometimes within the family when you're looking at the royal families. And I mean, I'm not meaning like, you know, your brother, you know, it's <laughs> well removed, but you know. But they know pretty much who who the first wife will be. And it's not going to be a ditzy American, you know, from well, her name's Memphis. She doesn't live in Memphis. Where does she live? I don't even know. But anyway, Michigan, you know, she lives in Michigan. It, it's just this isn't going to happen this way. And I mean, it's interesting TV and people are going to get to see a real clash of cultures here, you know, which happens every single season that they mix a vulnerable, clueless American woman and somebody from the Middle East. Which Whether we have every have season. The guy from Qatar who was the... Aladdin personal and Laura. Aladdin. God, how could I forget that? And then <laughs> you had... We had a Tunisian before. Mohammed. Mohammed and Danielle. Yep. And wasn't there another one? Uh, um, yeah, Rebecca and Zied, who are true. happily married in Georgia right now. So, yeah. I mean, that seems to have worked out so far. But of course, it's still but, less than two. But that was one of the more realistic of all the couples ever on on these before the ninety day seasons. You know, I mean, they had their challenges, and you know, when they do the editing, they pick out the most contentious or the most you know dramatic of the scenes to show everybody mm-hmm. but overall they had the most normal relationship you know then they were seem to have a genuine connection yeah yeah and they worked through the things that they haven't told each other yet and so forth and there <laughs> were the ups and downs and so forth but overall they were like one of the more normal couples yeah, you know, yeah, they weren't the circus monkeys and the trapeze <laughs> no, and everything Laura, else. Like Laura and Aladdin. Oh, and absolutely. Laura and her purple friend vibrator. God help me. And but he was there just... was another example of how you don't understand that culture because that is just absolutely not accepted. And, um, you know, it's not acceptable that 
um, he wouldn't be pleasing her. Like, it's not about pleasing her, right? It's it's about and him. Then, and then sex is completely different too, mm-hmm. because there are certain things that we consider like normal part of having sex here in America. And men would never engage in that over there with a woman because it's considered haram. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They won't go down on a woman. Yeah. They won't eat her out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can say that on here. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) They don't eat pussy over there. As a general rule. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, allegedly. Not that I, I mean, I haven't done the field work or anything, but. Um. <laughs> oh, that's another show for another night. <laughs> um, anyway, so what I, yeah. And then they showed part of her backstory, this girl Memphis and her backstory. And she had been in like, you know, 11 foster homes in her teenage years like she had a rough childhood you know she's now friends she and her mom are like friends now I guess her mom's sober now but um you know mom had some issues and and all of this stuff so I mean she had a rough go of it and it's it seems clear to me with my you know psychology PhD from Google University and that she's seeking this validation and she's got daddy issues and she wants validation from a man and she wants this perfect family that she didn't have like the stable she wants stability no wonder she's like oh yeah he texts me back every day like that's her standard <laughs> like that should be the bare minimum but you know the sad part of this is is that's we will all come down hard on her and say oh my gosh you know it's like when people are, when women are abused, we say, I would never allow a man to do that to me. Mm-hmm. And then you're in a relationship and you love the person and you're a strong woman. And the next thing you know, you're allowing things to happen. And then you're hiding it from the outside that this mm-hmm. is even happening. So this happens a lot. You know, women will put on that, that grand facade that we all, you know, we're so strong and we're so together mm-hmm. and, Yet we allow this stuff or our self, the lack of self-confidence will let us accept things in a relationship that, you know, we say, you know, the hypocrisy of it, we say we'd never allow and yet we do. So there's a lot of women like Memphis out there who would be over the moon for a man to be giving them as much attention as Hamza gives her. Right. We don't right, think we're, we deserve more. And I've, yeah. And I've absolutely been there. Um, and, and I feel for her on that. It's like, yep. but you can tell from these first two episodes that that's what she's, it seems like that's what she's looking for. The stability and the attention. And, and it's sad because Never that should be well. the bare minimum, not oh, like absolutely. what causes you to fly to, um, Tunisia, Tunisia and, and, and marry this guy. And this isn't uh, going to end well. No, no. She's going to get over there. The lust is going to, you know, the shiny lust is going to wear off. And then the real, you know, the real personalities are going to come out. And it's just, it's not going to match. And it's, you know, sure, when you're on. So when I read something or I watched on TV or I went down like a YouTube rabbit hole or something. And it was talking about, is this somebody who has an actual PhD? was talking about um, how there's that, you know, that big beginning part of a relationship where everything's shiny and new and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the honeymoon phase, blah, 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 and all these hormones and stuff. And in long distance relationships, that period is really elongated. So these people be like, oh, I've been talking to them for two years. Well, yeah, but it, it that's two years in long distance relationship stuff and not um you know so it does last longer than uh, that would have worn off in in a not long distance relationship you know a lot sooner so when that stuff like does when all the shiny new stuff less stuff goes away and he's not giving her the attention that she wants every day and he's not the stable guy that she wants you know, it, and she's going to get her heart broken again, and it's just going to be a mess. I mean, and she has no idea. 
because you she won't there's no public displays of affection as you know you don't hold hands in public you don't kiss in public there's not and and it's not like conditioned to be an oh baby oh sweetheart sort of culture you know Mm -hmm. that's just not the way men and women interact over there so she's going to be coming home with her her heart broke and there's no question about it mm, and i know you know and it's not his fault you know it's hers because she she does not know she's never put i don't think any effort into learning what this culture is because everything she says when she's interviewed she's totally clueless at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh, God. Okay, Caleb and Alina. Now, this is the couple. This is Alina, who's the little person um, in Russia. And uh, Caleb is the guy who had a um, bonfire in his living room, um, reads tarot cards, drinks a lot of protein shakes um, with his long hair and his beanie. And I, I feel like I could smell the beanie hair grease, like sweat through the TV because, you know, he never washes that shit. Um, they have been friends online for 15 years and they took it romantic like over the last couple of years they're gonna meet in turkey now stop me if you've heard this before but a girl from russia named alina going to turkey to meet this dude (laughs) tell me where you've heard this before equally as weird as the other dude by the way i mean they're probably gonna meet at cafes to compare their there, you know, with with cats, of course, they'll have cats there with them. Right, I'm, I'm sure. Right. You know. Now, I think I want to say this is a lot of this has got to be pro- on production, right? This is just like, oh, we're gonna have them do this and say this because when when Alina checks into the hotel, it's not ADA compliant because they don't have ADA over there, right? Um, and she has to go upstairs. There's no elevator. It's not like very good you know, which is not a very accessible room for her and her needs. And so she says, oh, she's mad at Caleb because he didn't, you know, think about her and stuff. Now, there's a lot of discussion that transpired in my under, in my Instagram about this. Like she should, like people all going, she should advocate for her needs and him saying, no, he should ask. Um, If they've been friends for 13 years, don't you think it would have come up at some point that he would have some kind of knowledge about what her needs are and not go completely off the rails. See, I think this goes back to that, how much the connecting via the internet and technology, you know, you think you know somebody, but you don't know somebody until Mm -hmm. you're actually there. And, you know, he's never been in a situation where he's actually lived with someone with a disability. So in his mind, you know, it, it, he doesn't even know how to conceptualize this. What does a person like her need? I think he just sees her as a little person. A novel. I I think he sees her as a novelty. He, oh, completely. This is where I think his sexual fetishes come into play here an awful lot. But, you know, he, I don't think he has any real clue as to what her disabilities are and how much care she needs. And, you know, I mean, we've seen in the previews where he's shocked at just how little she is. And, you know, I mean, I I totally don't think he has the emotional intelligence to really be able to grasp what he's about to get himself into agree agree and i think that um you know i think there's a lot of people out there who are like alina must be protected at all costs because we like alina and we think he's just well and think of it from alina's point of view you're about to meet somebody that you like you're hoping that it'll lead to a relationship you're not going to sit him down on the computer and say 
oh wait, I've got this need and this problem and, and I can't do this. And in this situation, this is a challenge because the longer that list goes, the more he has the potential of backing off and she's But it should that- happen. Like if you're oh, at it the does point- have to happen. Absolutely. But if how you're often- at the point where you're like, this is the love of my life and I want to marry this person, those are the conversations that you've already had. Well, you see, in some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. So I think a lot of women would be like, okay, I'm going to wait until we're together. Maybe he'll be so enamored with me that then mm-hmm. we can gradually start having some of these these conversations. But if I put it all out there on the table, he may say, oh, God, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I'm going to pull back on this, you know? Well, then so he's I'm not the person for you. Here. For sure. But when you're a woman that, you know, maybe has a struggle to find a long-term relationship or somebody that would find you attractive or a partner for them for the long haul, you know, that's what you dream of having. And when you struggle to find that, it goes back to what I said before, you will overlook a lot of the things that you should be doing and should be saying in order to potentially make that relationship happen because you want that so badly the fantasy that you've contrived yes. in your head it's, and so, that's, we do that to ourselves we put that fantasy in our mind and we'll accept a lot of behaviors in men that we shouldn't mm-hmm. we'll overlook of a lot of <laughs> we've been there done that well, yeah 100 we all have we'll think that they'll change you know and and we don't want to put it all out there because my god what happens if this man that i'm so in love with you know decides to walk away i'll be heartbroken so we put up with an awful lot more than we should. This is true. Is this why you don't tell the men you're dating about your um, best friend? Because you don't want them to run <laughs> screaming when they find out about me? Yeah, well, they were a package love. deal. Um, that all said, I mean, yes, I, God, and it, and it breaks my heart. And I and I, I say this so about- I feel for her because of that, yeah, because yeah. I can relate to that. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I say this like about Darcy all the time, because Darcy uh, is always like, you know, and with all the plastic surgery she's undergoing, she, you know, and all these things, she's trying to get her validation from men. She's got brother issues. She's got daddy issues. I think she's got a substance abuse disorder. Um, and, and she reminds me of me before I got sober in the kinds of relationships that she's in and why she's in these relationships. I can attest to that. 100%. No, seriously. And I don't even mean, I can totally attest to that because, you know, we did go through that period Mm -hmm. of time, Mm -hmm. you know, way back. And I feel sorry for her for that reason, because she's so miserable. Right. You know, you can't, you can have only so many Louis Vuitton and Chanel bags and fake Louis Vuitton, Vuitton, you know, (laughs) for sure. You know, you can only try and use retail therapy to cover the pain points, you know, mm-hmm. only so much. And right. eventually, I mean, she's miserable. That's what it boils yeah. down to. Yeah. And, you know, you get this nipped and that tucked and, you know, there's only so much you can nip and tuck when you're five foot one. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just. But, I mean, uh, imagine that for Alina, because it's even that much more compounded. And when he said, oh, I'll pick you up. And, and carry you, know, you. like, well, oh. I don't usually let people carry me, but okay, I'll let you. And it's because, and there right there is a classic example of the behavior of how we will let men do things to us out of fear of not losing them. But it's mm-hmm. something we wouldn't normally tolerate, or we would sit with at a table with our girlfriends and say, I'd never let somebody do that to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in our own private relationship, we would be out of the fear or yep. the lack of self-esteem we have and absolutely so I feel sorry for her and I think she's she's about to get a really raw deal with Caleb's visit I yeah I just hope that she sees her self-worth um and doesn't wrap it up in him and understands that like and doesn't put up with it the way that like you and I have put up with this stuff in the in in the past and the things that I'm sure you know everybody you know I don't want to general over generalize here but you know we've all been there right um, I mean, I can say for a hundred percent fact that you and I both have been, have been there. Um, and you know, like I wasn't strong enough to, to say this isn't, you know, isn't acceptable to me. Um, I feel like I am now, you know, when I, when I met, uh, 
had a life mate, husband life mate. Um, I told him you would say it back then. No, you would say it. But then when it came down (laughs) to actually having to walk the walk, you couldn't do it. Like you would be like, I am never texting this asshole back again. He treats me horribly. You know, he shows me no respect. You know, you'd list all the things he's done that I would be like, you go sister. You're not letting him back in your life. And then you would, you know, have the drunk texting, you know, mm-hmm. where you'd send him a message and he wouldn't reply back. And then you're firing the 30 messages to him mm-hmm. to try and figure out yep. what, you know, and what and did I do? You, yep. You know, and I think that a lot of women can relate to that. Yeah. You know, at some point in our lives, I think every single one of us can. Right. Right. And, and I think Coralina is kind of struggling with that want, that desire to have a partner, somebody that's going to love you and be there for you. And you start to discount your worth and you start to backstep on your standards that you know that you should have because you know, you, you have that fantasy in your mind that you want to live. Yeah. And I think Caleb is probably really good at telling her what she wants to hear. Oh like, yeah. Like, I think, totally. th- I, I don't think that she's making up a relationship out of nothing the way like Kim is no. with us men. I think he has most definitely engaged in that behavior that would lead her to believe that they are in the yep. series. And he probably, even totally think, he probably even believes it himself. But like you said, it doesn't have the emotional, uh, you know, quotient. But look, I think when he gets there and sees her, if he's not prepared for everything that comes with her in the package, psychologically, he's going to shut off right then mm-hmm. and there. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times have we been in sort of an online situation where we've got the image in our heads of what it's going to be like when we actually meet face to face and it's going to be this great love. Right. And then you show up at the restaurant and he's got like weird teeth or you know, he's weird shoes or weird you know, socks. <laughs> you think he's going to be six foot and he's five, four, or just something that psychologically makes your mind turn off. And mm-hmm. it's almost disappointing because you had this person built up so right. much and they don't meet your expectations. And then you physically just shut down. I mean, I your body like that won't is perform, the, you know, I, I feel mean, like that is the entire like premise of before the 90 days. And it might be why before the 90 days is always so like fascinating to me and so entertaining to me is because you know you and I both have been in long online long distance relationships right you know how hell baby frauded's dad was that way like we met online before the days of on you know online or whatever um you know, we've been in those relationships and, and to see that play out, like you, this, this interesting, fascinating psychological response that happens, it's, you know, and then do they, there's the sunk cost fallacy, right? Where they've already spent all this time, you know, and effort into this relationship that they've been building for maybe two years, that even though it's not right in person, they're still going to, hang on because they've already put it's like throwing bad money after good right but but look but you know in previous seasons you had people that were actually quasi normal (laughs) where you actually found yourself rooting for some of them and you Mm -hmm. wanted to see some of them work and you knew they'd make it to the finish line but now it's almost like the shock factor and you know they mismatch deliberately to create this drama and you know, to have this storyline that is, you know, contentious or, you know, where women take more than they should, or men are falling for women who have no intention of being the genuine partner that this man is looking for. And it happens both ways. It's not necessarily just always women or always men. It's they do this, they misbalance these couples to deliberately create this story, these storylines. And they didn't do that in past seasons. So you don't, at least I don't have that attachment to a couple where I say, I'm really rooting for them. I want to see them succeed forever. We We just watch it now for the sheer, you know, the humor of it or the ridiculousness of it. You know, there's not really somewhat, we didn't talk about this couple yet, but um, Minion Mike, 
um the guy who you know, plays who I like him movie. so much yeah so when before he came on the screen like i had gotten a little glimpse into him because oh. i have a source that is friends with him and lives in his town and is friends with him gotten to see some of his facebook posts and he was posting how he went through like a dui checkpoint or something where the cop was like oh you're on that 90 day show it hadn't even aired yet no that didn't happen um and we also saw a picture that was a tattoo from her that said mike on her wrist and it's from her posted on his facebook so we knew something we know something worked out at least between them but so going into the show i you know it was minion mike oh my god this guy's a dork he's guys what but then seeing him, I think I'm I'm totally on your your uh, you know uh, on your wavelength with it because yeah I like it. it turns out I actually really like the guy and he's gonna get his heart stomped into a million totally hundred percent I see it coming and I really I do like him and I mean I know that it's kind of a weird situation him living with his dad and his grandfather yeah, I don't see that as weird I've at got all. my parents living with me because they're Medical. older and mm-hmm. you know and I know what that's like and I know what the burnout is like and mm-hmm. you know I've how your life gets put on hold because you I mean you can't obviously have a normal life when you you're taking care of parents too right you know but so I feel for him and I do hope he can find somebody because he's just that kind of guy that you know would be that phenomenal husband that right. he would do everything he could to live up to his vows. Yeah, I feel that same way. And I don't I don't see like him living with his his dad and his grandpa and stuff like I I don't see that as problematic. Like the they're oh they need caregiving. He's being that guy. I think that's great. You know, it's it's admirable. Um, it like you said, it takes a lot out of you. And um, you know, he's he's fallen for this girl. And I completely I don't even remember her name, but I can't. Uh, how do you pronounce her name? Because oh, Jimena. It's Jimena. Oh, Jimena. See, I look at it and I'm thinking I'm calling her eczema. <laughs> <laughs> eczema. <laughs> that's awful um but she's the one who in the previews says that his farts turn her off which i mean same girl i mean (laughs) well first of all i don't know any woman that is like oh my god i'm in love because he farts every night you know come on but i mean shit you know yes literally shit exactly (laughs) you know um it happens i mean like is he doing it i mean like- elena is gonna be the one to have to deal with that <laughs> more than anybody else with all that drinking protein powder i know <laughs> oh my god oh and she's See, right. maybe mike and elena need to find each other because- you know what that would be you know i do like to do like the the fantasy matchmaking um mixing the couples i think that would be a good match because yep. he seems genuine she seems totally. genuine he wouldn't totally. think to like oh let me pick you up and carry you like no they, <laughs> they would have that emotional connection that yeah you know where it's not all about physical you know yeah. mm-hmm. oh and then there's a couple we haven't seen yet oh, a couple two couples we haven't seen yet there's ben who's like the christian guy who some people say he's going to get catfished um as I don't even remember who he's supposed to be meeting somebody and, oh heard it because the names are so ridiculous I mean mahogany oh that's right <laughs> um and then we have um the girl who has the Asian fetish the heavyset girl mm-hmm. who is John the- Johnny and um see we haven't seen much of them so mm-hmm. what's her name Elena or Ella 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 Oh wow. It's Ella and Johnny. See, look, this is like my second season. This is <laughs> my day job. And I'm the one that's remembering this. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I yeah. don't know anything about that storyline except no. she's got an Asian fetish and Ben is like a pastor or for, somehow connected to God in a an extraordinary somehow way. Somehow connected to God. <laughs> when you went and saw him at the vatican when you were invited to the vatican this girl right here on this call was spoke of the vatican and listen to her right now you guys um 
it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I I have no idea. Like I'm only doing this because I love you so much. <laughs> well, and I needed a co-host. And who did I immediately think of who messages me during the show going, oh my God. <laughs> I have so many WTF moments because of the show. And this show is like what cleanses my palate, you know, because yes. I have such intense business all day long that, mm-hmm. you yep. know. I can Same. watch this and it's like mindless. Yep. Same. And, but I just want a couple that I can genuinely, legitimately root for. And, and I we just don't, don't have see any that so happening. It's all the shock factor. It's all the drama. It's all, you know, how can we pull in ratings by matching the mismatched? And there's nobody. And Let's I really want to get mismatched back mismatched couples. Yeah. Well, and I really would love to get back to a season where you actually have plausible we could see this going to the finish line. You know, we mm-hmm. could see a 90 day wedding at the end of this. Right. And An I actual legitimate, like 100%. Proposal. I see gold diggers. I see fetishes. I see, you know, people who are looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> I, just, I just don't see anything that I can really, anyone yeah. that I can say, you know, if I was pillow talk, I don't see anybody that I'd be like, Look, I'm rooting for them. Come on, right. you guys, you got this. Right. Yeah, it's it's um, it's going to be interesting. Now, it's entertaining as hell to watch so far, um, but it's almost I can see where things are going to get infuriating because they're already starting that like on mm-hmm. that level. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean. Uh, it's almost like they're making an asset class out of out of desperate individuals desperate women desperate men you know (laughs) they're making a hell of a lot of money off of the desperation Mm -hmm. of others for sure for sure and at some point at the end of the day I just really want to root for somebody you know I mean if I don't have the great love in my life I want to see somebody else getting it you know and not like, you know, like Caleb hopes to get it or <laughs> Gino, but oh, God. Uh, broke, poor broken Gino. We don't know how he's going to make it through his first night yet, but. Oh God, he's going to, sh- she's going to break him in half. She's literally going to spend, she's going to spend three hours going through everything on his phone and he's going to fall asleep and be snoring next to her. <laughs> That's how I see the first night going. Right. She's not going to. She isn't opening any doors for him until Mm-mm. until she's comfortable that there's nothing in his phone that she has to be pissed about. Right. And she'll get pissed off if he's too nice to the wait staff, which is interesting because the thing I have always heard was watch how they pay how they treat the wait staff because that's how they're going to end up treating you. And that yep. was it, it was that exact scenario I ended up getting into a huge fight with big about because he was being yeah. an asshole oh i totally he remember yeah, that he was being an asshole and this and another example of putting up with stuff we shouldn't he was big being an is asshole. one of the men that you know to give everybody some context yeah one of the, the men before. from your past life you know mm-hmm. one of those that that right. you he's he's the one that if he if he would you know when you were drunk you would text him mm-hmm. and if he didn't respond back to you in a happy hot second you were like losing oh, your yeah. mind and sending him like 50 text messages yeah for sure and for sure. i mean and he was complete it was completely one of those relationships where you talked yourself into forgiving everything that you wouldn't have tolerated in a normal situation right so we can all relate to that i'm mm-hmm. totally serious even i can relate to that and yet I hate to see them turning this into something that is so mainstream that it's okay for girls to it's acceptable to put up with this yeah. because it's not. And I also have a problem with the fact that they make every Latina woman look like she's batshit crazy because that's all they put on the show. That's true. And yeah. then they put all the Arab and, and Muslim men on here in a certain category uh-huh. as well. And right. you know that, I mean some of my dearest friends like mm-hmm. Sue Hale, which mm-hmm. you and I met together and he's right. still such a close friend of mine. You know, there are such He's, times... he's nothing like what we're no. is being prepared. Yeah. Most of them aren't, but they look for the extreme cases and then start to try to match them so they can create this 
drama on but TV. TLC doesn't match them so they match themselves and TLC finds them yeah but them see, out TLC is picking them yeah. and I am so sure that there are some normal couples out there that are writing to TLC saying yes, hey are. we'd like you to focus on our relationship and TLC is gonna be like hey no that's you know Matt, Matt Sharp is like nope <laughs> yeah no way no way you, know, you throw in some you know I, I would have no, never mind. No, I'm not <laughs> you, you throw in some, you know, trapezes and circus monkeys, and you know, and sounds like a good time. Absolutely. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. Well, Matt Sharp is also doing shows like, um, instead not just like his Love After Lockup wasn't enough for him. He's doing Love During Lockup now. So, which is you know, that's a Matt Sharp production along with. 90 day um briefly i want to touch on something before we we wrap this up here is i received a blind item today from someone that talked about how there was one season and it had to have been before the 90 days where this guy goes to the other country and treats the other woman with in such a way that threw up so many red flags um that they should have you know known that their vetting process wasn't the best at that point that that guy later went on to murder her so tlc had to scrub them <laughs> from existence but apparently they appeared in one trailer somewhere now i get this blind item yeah and i'm like okay well based on the circumstances like they say the the guy went to this other country i'm like okay well that had to have been before the 90 days because the other way wasn't out yet and um and um i reached out to one of my sources that would have reason to know and they said yes they had heard about it they knew that they heard about the circumstances didn't have a lot of details for me yet but hopefully i will be able to get them I'm curious um, what country it is um, yeah what country it is and then there was there was a possibility that the guy ended up on and, and this is maybe familiar the guy ended up on like dr fell or something might have been one of the like jailhouse interviews but if he murdered the person in the other country then he wouldn't be in an america jail right he would have been in whatever country that is so anyway See, and that's the concern you always have when you've got somebody coming in from another country you know you can you can't i mean the internet protects you from being true, truly honest. I mean, you mm -hmm. never know somebody until you're actually with them. Mm -hmm. So for everybody that throws up these comments about the people who bring quote unquote chaperones with them, oh. you know, God, I, I mean, I'd be worried if somebody didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Alina's smart for bringing a chaperone with her. Heck yeah. Her best friend who we, we can't decide if he's just the good best friend or if he's the one like pining for her and not getting it reciprocated he seems a bit sadly jealous when she refers to not needing him or not mm. wanting him around but i don't know yeah i think there's a, there's a whole lot more yet to come and learn in all of these relationships and we yeah. haven't even scratched the tip of the iceberg yet. I know we have not. And I'm looking forward to more. And um, I think that's all we got for you guys. Um, if I get more updated info on that blind item, I will absolutely keep you guys updated. Um, I probably will be going live on Instagram, maybe Christmas night, but probably after um, and probably after the show on Sunday. Um, so we can talk about all of the shenanigans then um, I want to give a big thank you thank you thank you to Father Larissa for joining me <laughs> at the last minute when um, Hannah Kawa's voice went out um, let's all um, give a big round of applause uh, to <laughs> Father Larissa <laughs> who has bless probably, you my child <laughs> who has probably spent more time out of this outside of this country than she has in um and uh your expertise on these countries is um fascinating and we didn't get into nearly any of what <laughs> you would have to tell us about some of these countries and um i i just you know i may call you back at some point so thank well, you guys I love you tons i'll always be here i'll tune in on sunday after the show on instagram and, <laughs> um... <laughs> awesome 
we'll talk about it then. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, wish you a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Kwanzaa. All of the things. Joy to all of you. And we are the Fraudcast and we're dumpster diving so you don't have to. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.